Welcome to the Brand Party Podcast. I'm your host, Christine from CL Designs. If you know me, execution and getting shit done is my middle name. This podcast will energize you to invest in your brand in new ways. Join me for tips, insights, and actions you can take to make your brand a priority in your business. My guests and I deliver honest, to-the-point advice you can implement right away. Your brand is worth celebrating. It can be fun, and I'll show you how. Let's get this party started. Katie Prince is an ethical copywriting expert, sales coach, and certified trainer of neuro-linguistic programming, who is the founder and CEO of the Squirm-Free School of Business. Katie helps service-based entrepreneurs master the art of squirm-free selling so they can increase their revenue and their impact without compromising who they are and what they stand for. Here's Katie. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for joining in on the brand party today. So excited to have you on here. <laughs> of course. And so I do want to ask you and dive right in. How does brand party resonate with you? Ooh, well, I just love the word party, right? Like I believe that business is supposed to be fun. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but part of why I decided to go out on my own in the first place was because I didn't want to have to follow someone else's rules, someone else's hours, someone else's ideas, someone else's pay scale, if we're being honest. And so, yeah, why wouldn't you want to build a business that feels like a party? Absolutely. And so that kind of reminds me even on some of our early conversations together when I was first thinking actually about quitting my job was that you had told me that I don't owe anyone anything. And so this is something that's resonated with me over the years. And it's such a powerful thing, you know, but it's not always a party. So what would you say to those who True. feel? <laughs> <laughs> Much as we would love it to be, of course, but what would you say to those who feel overwhelmed by their branding and design challenges right now? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, around about that time when I was convincing you to quit your job. So my background for anyone who's listening is in copywriting. So before I grew into a sales coach, as I am now, I was a freelance copywriter. And during that time, I used to like collaborate with designers a lot. I used to collaborate with folks building websites, doing branding projects. And, you know, based on that experience, if you are feeling overwhelmed by your visual identity, by branding right now, one of the best pieces of advice I would give you, and maybe this is like a copywriter bias, but is to get clear on your message first before you go and get your visual branding done. Because otherwise, it's kind of like you're trying to decorate your house without deciding which room you want for what, right? So you need to be clear, okay, this is going to be the bedroom, this is going to be the living room before you go out and pick out your paint swatches, right? So get clear on what your messaging is, get clear on what your offers are, and then go to someone like Christine who can help you then put a visual identity to that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think people feel like they can bypass a lot of that intangible side and the strategy behind it and just, yeah, put the wallpaper up without recognizing what room it's actually yeah. for. Or the oh, wait, this is a bathroom. We can't have wallpaper in here. It will steam off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I just want to take a moment and just say, wow, we like it's been an absolute honor to see how much your business has grown and thrived. And it just like gives me goosebumps, honestly, to think back to those moments and the reality is it wasn't always like that, right? And it's come with a lot of <laughs> trials and insights along the way, but obviously taking care of yourself has impacted your business as well. And a key thing that I continue learning from you is to really ask for consent. And that remains true like now more than ever, especially with everything going on in the world and with so many different circumstances and capacities as well. But by listening to this episode today, I really want people to just give some more grace and compassion in the world uh, for themselves and for others around them. And so I want to break it down. What exactly are healthy boundaries and what is the significance to have them integrated into our uh, businesses as well? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I'm so grateful for this conversation because yeah, it's, it's so vitally important to the health of our business, but also like, us as as well as a business owner you are a person as well okay you are a human person and really this kind of respect for and dedication to boundaries does go all the way through my business so as you know I like to call myself a squirm free sales coach and that means that I help people master the art of like squirm free selling, non icky selling, so they can enroll more clients without feeling uncomfortable about it. And as you quite rightly said, Christine, a big part of that for me and for what kind of makes up that squirm free sales methodology is this commitment to consent led selling. Okay. So, you know, asking for consent at key milestones along the sales process, which in turn is kind of another way of saying being respectful of other people's boundaries as you sell to them. So I want to perhaps ask your listeners to stop and just think for a moment. Have they ever sabotaged a sale in some way in the past? Whether that is bailing on a pitch, so saying you're going to do a webinar and then like, oh, I don't feel up to it, right? Is that letting a discovery call kind of drift off into a coffee chat oblivion without ever talking about your offer, okay? Often, I see this with my clients, if that is the case, it is because they subconsciously are worried that they are going to overstep someone else's boundaries, right? Like, oh, what if they think I'm pushy? What if, what if, what if, what if? It's the year 2020 when we're recording this. Like, we know that consent is absolutely non-negotiable. So asking for permission at those key milestones throughout your sales process is really the best way of respecting other people's boundaries as you are enrolling clients to work with you. So that's kind of one piece of it. And then of course, there's us as the business owners and how do we protect ourselves and how do we honor our own boundaries? We're definitely the lifeblood of our businesses and understanding that, you know, even if it's a quote unquote no for now from the client, that it doesn't mean that it's a no forever. And 
not taking it personally that, you know, obviously everybody has their own battles that they're facing that you know nothing about. So just give yourself some leeway that it's maybe not necessarily about you that they're saying no to at this given moment, right? hundred percent. I could not agree more. And, you know, just to give your listeners some quick actionable tips as well of like, oh, okay, that's interesting, Katie, but how can I ask people for permission along the way? Like, if you're having a discovery call, it might simply sound like you saying at, right at the beginning, hey, so at the end of the call, we're going to have a discussion about what working together looks like. Is that okay with you? Notice that question, asking them, is that okay? And agreeing on that right at the beginning of the call. In your DMs, it might be a quick little message to say, would you be happy for me to share a link to my calendar with you? It doesn't have to be this big drawn out process. Um, it It can be simple. Yeah, that extra step really does make the world of difference because in the world of so much content, especially out there and word vomiting in a way for lack of better <laughs> word, it really will make you stand out when you take that extra step and that extra care as well. And understanding, you know, a reminder that I tell myself is often that when you have that right structure in place, your business is not going to fall apart when you take a day off. And so <laughs> taking time off is definitely part of the process and not a deviation from it. And you just came back from a month off in your business. So what did you learn from that process and journey? Oh, yes. (laughs) So we're recording this in October and Christine's right. I took four weeks in September off from client work. So I was still working a little bit, but I wasn't taking client calls so I could recharge my brain and my body. And you're absolutely right. I love what you said about taking time off is part of the process and not a deviation. I 100% agree with that. And I think what I learned during this downtime was the importance of like building rest into my schedule as part of the plan rather than as a response to, oh, I'm starting to feel tired. I'm starting to feel burnt out quick. I need to figure out how to take some rest, which in full transparency is what happened. Okay. I've wanted to take this time off since like June. (laughs) And so now having taken that slight step back, I've realized one, my business won't fall apart overnight. And two, yeah, to really kind of build that rest intentionally into my schedule for the year ahead. Because here's the thing, like once you become your own boss, once you leave your nine to five, no one is going to give you the time off. Okay. No one from HR is going to send you an email and be like, Oh, Hey, you have some holiday to take, make sure you book it. (laughs) They're not going to. And so you have to be willing to advocate for your own time. You've got to put it on the calendar. Simple as. Absolutely. And somebody has told me before too, to actually design your business around your life versus the other way around. Right. And it's such a simple flip of the script in a way, but oftentimes we're like, Oh, okay. You get caught up in the day to day that you don't think about the bigger picture of what you need and what your business needs, especially as you have a growing team, just like yourself. So what are three things that we can incorporate today that will help us be a little bit more graceful into the next step into our business without putting out those fires or feeling guilty that we should be working. And also like, what are the benefits that it has on your sales overall when we do implement this care? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to 
run the risk of oversimplifying this a little bit, but I want you to stay with me. All right. So the way I see it is you need three key systems in place in order to protect your three most valuable assets as a business owner. Okay. You've got to protect your time. You've got to protect your money and you've got to protect your energy, or you might prefer to call it your bandwidth. Yeah. Your energy, your bandwidth. So First of all, let's think about the systems that you need in place to protect your time. Time is your most precious resource as a business owner, okay? If you run out of time, you cannot make more. <laughs> once, it's, once it's spent, it's spent. And that's like, we don't want to get too morbid, right? But you know, thinking about a system to protect your time, it could be something as simple as having clear working hours that you're committed to that you make clear to your clients during their onboarding okay and setting that expectation from day one you can access me between this time and this time between this day and this day it might look like you having a scheduling tool like i love acuity scheduling it was like the first piece of software that i ever invested in um, sometimes I joke it was my first assistant that I ever hired. And, you know, you can block off the time that you want for yourself in there so that clients, they physically cannot book your time all day, every day because it's not available. You get to restrict your availability based on, yeah, what you need, right? Um, it might be another example would be it might be an autoresponder for your email, just setting an expectation that you'll respond within 24 to 48 hours. OK, so have some systems in place so that your time is protected. Next, you need a system to protect your money. <laughs> yes. You're running a business, okay? This is not a hobby. Getting paid is not optional, all right? So you have got to ensure that you are getting paid on time and in full. So have a process in place for following up when payments are late, because it will happen, okay? And you can either be prepared for it or it can, you know, throw you for six. So have email templates ready to go, all right? Automate it if you can, or have a VA come in and support you. You know, we need a system for protecting your money. And then last but not least, and I would argue that this is perhaps the most challenging one to really stick to and implement is a system to protect your energy, to protect your bandwidth, right? And more than likely, this is gonna come down to your own behavior, right? So not just setting these boundaries, but then it's over to you to stick to them. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, you know, some quick wins for your listeners is if you haven't already, go ahead and turn off all of your notifications forever. All right. People with six, seven, eight figure businesses, they do not get a ping every time they get a DM, every time they receive an email and nor should you. Okay. It might also mean uninstalling some certain time-sucking apps. And you know the exact ones that I'm talking about, right? It means staying the heck out of your inbox at the weekend, 
right? And being more intentional about how you're choosing to spend your free time. Because if you're a business owner, right, chances are you like being busy, you like doing stuff, you like being creative, you, you know, you thrive off it. And so what happens so often is we put boundaries in place, suddenly we have some more free time and it's like, gah, panic, what do I fill it with? Yeah, for me, it sounds a bit, a bit sad, really, but I've had to rediscover some hobbies as an adult that don't revolve around a screen to slot into that free time. For example, yesterday, I went and did a floristry course for the day. Yeah, it was away from my screen. I didn't have my laptop with me. It didn't ping. It was just me kind of working with my hands, doing something creative. And it helped me recover energetically from work. And do you know what the most brilliant thing was? As I was driving home afterwards, because it was a little bit out of the city. So I was driving home afterwards. All of these new ideas were just pouring into my head right? I'd spoken to some people outside of my circle. I'd worked with a new material. And this thing about protecting your energy and your bandwidth, like that's on you. All right. So it might mean sitting down with yourself and being real about a tough decision you have to make, right? It's not all bubble baths and forestry courses. Yeah. Instead of ignoring something and hoping it goes away. So What is it that is really going to free up your bandwidth? Definitely less screen time, but also like making tough decisions and yeah, and doing something else that doesn't revolve around your business. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. I agree with that 110%. Even lately too, I've tried to find some time away from screens because if you're anything like Katie or I, we're probably plopped like a potato in front of our screens majority of the time sometimes. And it's just nice to have some different perspective as well. And even like I've started going out on runs without my phone or anything because I'm so used to tracking metrics, particularly because of sales oriented tasks, right? And I want the return on investment, whether it is my time or my energy or obviously my financials as well to grow. But at the same time, you can have a metric that is just based on purely feeling good, not based on how many kilometers you ran. Yes, 100%. I could not agree more. And that's such an important point, right? You don't need like a tangible, trackable return on everything you do. In your business, yes. But let's just let our free time be free so that we can properly recharge. And yeah, it's a different kind of muscle to strengthen to sort of say, no, I don't need to track this run. No, I don't need to turn my hobby into a side hustle, right? It can just be for joy, as you say. Yeah, totally. And self-care can often be a buzzword that we often use and healthy boundaries as well can sometimes be perceived as something selfish, unfortunately, but language is extremely powerful to set those expectations clearly and share some empathy as well. But whether someone is getting ready to take some time off in their business to navigating maybe a difficult client. I think we've talked a lot about prevention, but what would you recommend to them to actually deal with the boundary once we are there? You know, what you said about self-care, A, being a buzzword and B, being perceived as selfish, it's so on point. And I would say two things. First thing, as Brené Brown would put it, clear is kind. And 
if you can be clear with someone, even when you are concerned that they will not like what you have to say. So let's imagine that we're in a situation, we're going to have a conversation with a client who's been emailing you at weekends since, you know, for the last six months and you've let them. (laughs) And now it's time to put the boundary in place. The most important thing is to be clear. Okay. No room for interpretation, No, like, oh, well, it's okay if we're going to prioritize clarity over everything. And even though they may not like it in the moment, that clarity and being specific about what is and is not okay is going to be the kindest thing for them in the long term, because they can then use that information to make a decision. They can either go, okay, great. Thank you. I understand exactly how to work with you now. Thank you. Or they can go, that doesn't work for me. And they can go and find someone who is willing to work with them in that way. Okay. So that's the first thing, like being clear is the kindest thing. (laughs) And the second thing I would say for, for you as the person who is implementing that boundary, and maybe you're feeling some fear bubble up and maybe it's a fear of (laughs) what will they think of me? And I would say this, it is safe for people to be wrong about you. Mm. It is safe for people to be wrong about you. And, you know, for those of us who are raised as women, we are socialized in a way that really conditions us to put others first and to always anticipate other people's needs and other people's emotions, right? And so when it's time for us to then prioritize what we want and what we need, very often we run into fears like, oh, but so-and-so is going to be so upset. And what if they think that I'm being selfish, that I'm being mean, that I'm being ungrateful, that, you know, I'm up myself or whatever. And ultimately, like, you need to get comfortable with the fact that you cannot control how someone else chooses to perceive your behavior. That might be a tough one to swallow. If someone thinks I'm being selfish by taking four weeks off to recharge my body and my brain, okay, fine. Be my guest. Think me selfish. And whilst you're busy doing that, whilst you're busy judging me, I'm going to lay on my couch, I'm going to read my book, and I'm going to eat my pizza. And people are going to make up their mind about you either way. So you may as well do what you want, not what they want. Yeah. Thank you for giving that permission. And I think we all need that friendly reminder every once in a while, or maybe harsher reminder than we're used to, but definitely friendly in the intention. So I hope that people take a moment to just let this sink in a little bit, that opinions do not pay the bills. (laughs) When you are feeling uncomfortable about advocating for yourself and what you want in your business, and whether that is setting a boundary around your time or whether that is putting your prices up and having a sales conversation with someone and not immediately backing down when you see their eyes go like, right? In whatever context you are advocating for yourself, know that it's up to you to stick up for yourself, right? And there is so much support out there online and being surrounded by people who are at the same level 
as you in their business, being surrounded by people who have similar goals and aspirations as you do, and also surrounding yourself with people who are going to encourage you to follow your passions outside of business so that you can refresh yourself creatively is so, so important. And I think that's why the community that you're building around this podcast, Christine, is so important. All right. Because it only feels lonely when you're trying to do this hard stuff alone. Okay. And you don't have to community is everything. Absolutely. And you have a great community on Facebook as well. So I do encourage people to come check it out. We'll have it in the show notes, but I have a few rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? I am. (laughs) What are you currently celebrating? I am celebrating the successful launch of my coaching certification program. (laughs) Congratulations. And can you just tell us a little bit more about what, what it's about? We'll definitely add it in the show notes as well. So people can find out more about it. Sure thing. I wasn't sure how rapid I should be. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, you're right on it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, as well as being a squirm free sales coach and, you know, helping freelancers and service providers master the art of selling, I am also the founder and CEO at the Squirm Free School of Business, where we provide a 12-month training program for sales, business, and marketing coaches who want to coach using my Squirm Free sales methodology. So at the end of the 12 months, all of these amazing participants are going to be certified Squirm Free sales coaches and are going out into the world to make Squirm free selling the new standard the new industry norm oh congratulations i'm so excited for everything that is to come and for all the people who are going to be able to work with you as well and experience the magic that you create thank so you. yeah congrats <laughs> thank you <laughs> and what is the number one thing that you want people to have fun with from this episode 100 percent, telling people no make it a game make it fun to tell people no Yes, you tracked how many no's you had, right? And so I'm curious to tally up my own this year. So I would love to hear from listeners as well, like how many no's they've gotten this year and made a game out of it. But what is your bold legacy? I love this question. So my bold legacy is the mark I'm going to leave on the world is really empowering a global shift towards squirm free selling i fully believe that the old pushy um aggressive sales methods like they're done the bro sales people of the world they're done they're over their old news and i like it is my goal for every service provider every business owner to be able to sell in a way that is squirm free, that is low pressure, and that leads with integrity. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join in on the fun on the Brand Party Podcast. Katie, where can people find out more about you? Thank you so much, Christine. This conversation has been amazing. And yeah, like you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at it's Katie Prince. So it's and then my name, Katie Prince. Or you can head over to squirmfreeschoolofbusiness.com to find out more about the certification and yeah, connect with me there. Amazing. Thanks so much, Katie.
Thanks, Christine. Did you have fun? Share it with all your friends with the screenshot of this episode. The more, the merrier. Tag at Brand Party Podcast and hashtag Brand Party Podcast on Instagram to continue this after party.